Yo, yo, check this out. This out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. Joining me on the line, uh, she returns back on the Great Drive. Rita Harms, uh, registered dietitian and spokesperson for the Association for Dietetics in South Africa. Rita, welcome to the Great Drive. Welcome back, in fact. How are you doing? Good, thanks. And yourself? I'm doing absolutely amazing. Thank you for asking. Today, it is a World Obesity Day. It's something that could go past a lot of people. But like we said when we uh, started off the show, I wasn't even aware that obesity is a disease. How long has this been going on for and how affected is the world? So definitely the world is affected greatly and especially in South Africa where the recent statistics showed that there's actually um, 40% of females and I think it's something like 30 or 32% of males will be classified as obese. And it's something that has a lot of spotlight has been shed on this, specifically with the COVID pandemic. So we're thankful for the um, for the focus and the awareness on it. Um, but now we actually just know what we need to do alongside that as well. Now, uh, Rita, what kinds of factors can cause obesity in an individual apart from their diet? So definitely, um, it's not an easy thing to to delve into the root causes because it's often just been brushed aside to just eat less and move more. However, we do know that genetics play a massive role. So 40 to 70% of our likelihood of developing obesity might be due to genetics. Other factors definitely include stress and lack of sleep. Um, So we do know that our stress hormones and specifically linking them to the next factor, the hormonal aspects thereof, but aside to that, things like medication and definitely um, it's mental health as well. So also another factor that has been shown specifically with, with COVID to have had an effect and definitely not just we're not eating enough and moving less. However, that factor is also a, a, an important factor to not just completely dismiss either. Definitely, definitely. Now, let's say I'm a listener tuned in right now and I may not be aware that I I have obesity. What kind of risks does this pose on my health? So, unfortunately, the the massive factor that that obesity and specifically the COVID pandemic has uh, put the spotlight on and highlighted is the fact that Something like your um, uh, risk of mortality when you have um, when you are obese Mm. um, is definitely something with COVID that is to be taken into account. But also just your general quality of life. Mm. Think about Mm. things like diabetes. Think about things like heart disease, stroke, etc. So definitely some of the lifestyle diseases that we all know and that we all fear of developing definitely do get aggravated by obesity. And something that's been mentioned in a few circles but never really put in the forefront is Mm. something like inflammation. Yes, yes. That low-grade inflammation that does cause things like cancer, Mm. um, other autoimmune diseases, so definitely it's not something to just shove aside and not focus on. Definitely. It, it does pose significant health risks. All right. Uh, if you are just joining us right here on The Great Drive, I'm joined by Rita Harms, a registered dietitian and spokesperson for the Association for Dietetics in South Africa. Rita, let's say now... I have acknowledged that, you know what, I might be obese. I might be suffering from obesity. What steps can I take if I feel my weight is spiraling out of control? 
So one of the factors that, that all of us know, we, we do know, okay, salads are healthy, it's good to eat your veggies, it's good to, to eat your more healthy type foods, but we're not just going to narrow it down and say, oh, it's not it's because you're not eating healthy. Sometimes it is definitely portion control. So eating um, in correct portions, so that means you can still enjoy your treat foods, but just in a smaller portion than you would have necessarily have had it. Definitely. And if we think in terms of things like salads and vegetables, which I alluded to already, and the aim is not necessarily to say that's the only thing that we need to eat, but we know when we eat more fibrous foods that are higher in nutrients, we're going to be easier, more easily satisfied, which means that ultimately you won't need, have the need to overeat on the, maybe the more calorific meals that have a higher uh, calorie content and contribute to weight gain because that is something that does fill you up. So fiber is always your answer. And then ultimately to remember that your physical activity doesn't have to be a punishment for what you ate. It's rather more a celebration of what your body can do. Mm, so, mm, so in that sense, do things that you enjoy. If you hate running but you love dancing, by all means, dance in your lounge, put on music, put in earphones and, and enjoy it. Um, and ultimately do those things that if if you had to do them without them counting necessarily for your new diet or new lifestyle change, but it's just something that you enjoy and you know you'll carry on with that long term, the key lies in consistency and not necessarily in how drastic of a change it is mm. that you're doing. Mm. So if you can consistently follow through with that, then you know it's a lifestyle change, as dietitians always say, and that's something that you would be able to follow through with then. Definitely, Rita. A lifestyle change without a doubt. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time right here on The Great Drive. I'm sure that there are listeners tuned in right now who may not have been aware that they could be suffering from obesity. They might have thought that this is just the way life is. And I'm sure you're breathing some hope into them. Thank you so much. It's all you need.